Hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Disruption Dialogues, a Markets and Markets podcast series for growth-minded strategy, market intelligence and competitive intelligence professionals. Today our host Pranjal Sharma is in discussion with Marisa Viveros, VP Global Technology Industry, IBM Global Telecommunications, Media and Entertainment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disruption Dialogues. I'm Pranjal Sharma. I'm an author based in New Delhi, India. And I'm in discussion with Marisa Beveros. She's the Vice President, Global Telecom Industry at IBM. Thank you for joining us today, Marisa. And we are going to be discussing with you securing cloud-native communication systems. Indeed, indeed, Pranjal. Thank you so much for having me here. And my pleasure to talk to you. Marisa, let's begin by trying to understand what it means because cloud and native and telecom, these are all phrases which we understand separately. But when they come together, I think for a lot of us who are not as much of a domain expert as you, it gets a bit confusing. So can you help us understand what does this mean? Yeah, so let's start by kind of taking through the three terms that you just mentioned and uh, look at telecommunications. So telecommunication is an industry that has been around for many, many years. It enables us to do all of everything that we do, this video, voice communication, like access to internet and so on. And the industry itself um, has been built over time based on uh, very much, you know, hardware-oriented technology, very fixed. And as the telecom industry learns from the IT industry, which is much more agile, all of these services and all of this technology now are being rewritten in software. It started with virtualization. So think about a firewall, which is protecting the network from bad actors. Uh, before that was a hardware component. Today, that is a software solution has been virtualized. But in today's environment, with the movement of the technology and allowing uh, customers to move their, their application from cloud to another cloud, now these applications are being written in cloud-native form. Uh, and that's what we call cloud-native. That's what this term native comes from. That means it can run on any cloud. It is portable, it is easier to manage, it is decomposable, so it is much easier to maintain. And of course, you know, it has a much longer life in their deployment. So the important term, um, Pranjal, here is that the telecom industry has been behind a few years, behind the IT industry uh, in implementing these technologies, but they understand the value, they understand the value of agility, they understand the value of time to market and servicing their customers in much um, better form. That, that has been kind of been the driver for the telecom industry to really change uh, the way we architect and the way that you know is, these technologies are deployed in order to provide those more flexible networks um, you know, as we move forward with new applications. When you talk about deployment and applications, uh, what are the industries where uh, this is being uh, deployed now? Because this is in many ways a new wave, uh, a new development and uh, new applications are being created. Can you help us understand that? Yeah. So the simplest applications are, you know, our voice systems, you know, when we make a phone call and now we can make it over WhatsApp or we can make it over any other uh, medium of communication. You know, those applications now are software based as opposed to hardware based oriented. Uh, our access to the Internet is another, you know, the connectivity to Internet is another application uh, in this domain. You know, gaming for the audience that appreciate gaming. 
an entertainment, the video that is distributed throughout these networks now in a software-based manner uh, through these secure networks. That is what is important to the end users. Now, there is also a very important aspect of this, which is what the telecom industry does for the enterprise uh, companies. So think about a supply chain management company. Think about any company that has logistics and have to carry goods across the field. Uh, being in communication on where those goods are, what is the quality of those goods, are they in the right temperature, are they in the right location, can they optimize the routing. These are all areas that now are being you know, optimized by being enabled by telecommunication, you know, being much more accessible. So there is a benefit for the end user, like all of us, that use everyday access to voice and, and, and video and internet, but there is also a benefit for enterprises, manufacturing, logistics, supply, anyone that does supply chain, any type of emergency response systems. Think about medical doctors, emergency response in any city that they have to take care of patients, uh, having now the communication right you know, and the information right there at their fingertips. This is all enabled by this new you know, telecommunication and, and this new form of very agile communication written in this not cloud native manner. Marisa, you gave a very good consumer example of emergency situations. Now, if you don't secure, what can happen? What can go wrong? Can you give us some kind of a scenarios on what people should worry about and therefore they need to invest and prepare for the security? Yeah, so the you know in the past few years, the more we open our networks and the more we are connected to the internet, the more vulnerable that we are in terms of security. And there are hackers, or so-called bad actors, in the market that are constantly trying to penetrate these networks. For instance, we saw a 33% increase between 2020 and 2021 of attacks into the networks. We saw a 21% increase in ransomware. That means hackers are locking a disk drive of a company and then asking for um, you know, a monetary compensation in order to release uh, the information. These are figures that we are capturing. We have in IBM a report called the X-Force Index and that we gave uh, every year to our customers and to our partners and, um, and everyone in the industry, you know, the view of how these, these, these threats are progressing. And now in this new environment where everything is software-based, where we're all connected to the internet, these vulnerabilities become much larger. So what companies can do today, first of all, the companies that are producing technologies, they need to build their software thinking about security for the ground up. So we talk about shifting to the left security. I mean, shifting to security to the time where the software is designed and then further implemented. So that's kind of number one that we need to consider. In, in many companies like IBM and other large companies that are producing software, they're all concerned about these topics. Therefore, they are embedding security you know, from and educating their programmers and their architects to embed security from the ground up. So this is so systems are secure. But even though the you know the system be very secure, there is always a way to get through. So a second mechanism to protect ourselves 
is to have something that we call threat management. So that means it's constantly monitoring for bad events. And of course, IBM has a big uh, security operations center. We monitor more than 20 billions of events daily that are happening. Some of them are bad events, some of them are not. And um, so monitoring those events becomes substantial and then blocking these events and making sure that there is remediation for those events. The third area I will say is more related to the public. We all are responsible for responsible using technology. And you know, when we get a phishing, which is called when you know, someone sends us an email or an SMS or uh, any type of you know, social message, and it says, press here, and then it takes us to a bad site that takes over our devices and maybe penetrating and, and getting all of our information, not only our personal information, but it may get also our bank information, information about our companies and others. So kind of I'm thinking about three ways, you know, from technology, building the technology, from securing the system with threat management and vulnerability management, constantly monitoring your network so you make sure that it cannot be penetrated, and then the third is we all know users are responsible for responsible using and actually uh, educated. And in fact, this has been a public and private type of a partnership in which companies and governments and the general public have you know, partnered in order to get that education much further. So in, in the U.S. alone, organizations like NIST are very responsible for producing education that we all allow and that we all access and educate our, you know, our little children, our grown-ups, our professionals, but also our grandparents that now are also using technology. So we're all responsible for that security. Thanks, Manisha. That explains a lot. Now, you know, it means that the responsibility of securing these is, of course, on the consumers and the individuals, but really the enterprises have to invest far more on that. Now, at IBM, what are the advice and what are the projects you're doing with various companies across different sectors to ensure that cloud-native communications are secured? Because cloud, while it has terrific convenience and its ease of use, uh, it also means that the distance sometimes allows uh, people to play mischief and therefore the security concerns become higher. Uh, at IBM, what, what are the projects that you're leading? What is the kind of advice that you give to your clients? So we have a, in IBM, we have a pretty comprehensive strategy as relates to cybersecurity. And that strategy includes IBM, includes Red Hat, one of our companies that is providing the core technology to enable these native architectures and these native applications in the telco industry, as well as in the financial services sector and many other industries. So we have that comprehensive strategy, that also to our partners. So we also educate our partners with relate to cybersecurity. And some of that strategy includes investing in software, so we do have software capabilities that allows you to constantly monitor uh, the network. We call that one of those key, key applications, QRadar, and that constantly monitoring threats for the IBM company is installed in many of our uh, clients, manufacturing companies. It is also installed in many of their telecommunication companies that are offering those cybersecurity service to their own users using IBM technology. So that is a big component. And Prajal, what I really like of that strategy is that it continues to evolve. So nothing gets not just like hackers are moving constantly, 
our strategy continues to evolve. So we are adding more artificial intelligence and machine learning in terms of how we analyze all of these events and all of these no different threats that are coming into the network. And that is part of our software. The second area that we've been investing clearly very much is in protecting data. And data protection in everything, again, usually we say, you know, the next source of information, the next source of capital investment is data. And, and data becomes crucial for any company, whether it is, you know, their own uh, secrets about how they build the product, how they protect their intellectual property, how they protect their employees, their customers, communication. So data becomes critical to any bank, to any manufacturing company, to any IT company. And so we have technology that can, that can protect all of the hard drives and, and soft drives that are there. So we protect data with a key capability. And the third area, I will say, you know, there are many other areas, but the third I would like to mention is what we call access management. So we have been evolving throughout the years. IBM has been in this business for, for more than 50 years, evolving our identity and access management. That means, you know, we really take care of who is accessing the application, who is, has the permission uh, to access a particular application. And that's what, you know, our groups, we simplify that by creating groups also, so, or federated identity. So there are all these different, you know, variations of identity, but at the end of the day, it's all about who is the user and does the user have the permission to access that particular data. And Prajal, one of the areas that I think it, this will be very, very useful in the future, we are all talking about metaverse, and it's, it's a very hot topic in the industry. Um, some of that is marketing, some of them is already reality. So, you know, augmented reality, visual reality, those are already here. Uh, digital twins applications are already here and they're all being you know, built on cloud native applications. You know, one of the fundamentals of Metaverse is going to be who is the user in this new virtual domain. And that's where IBM has you know, many of the capabilities uh, in our access and identity management that will be relevant to this Metaverse of the future. So I'm looking forward to applying this type of technology in this new environment that we're creating that it should bring more benefit to all the users, new experiences to anyone that cannot travel now, they can go anywhere in the world and um, bringing that access and identity in conjunction with the data protection and your threat management protection. So, um, you know, most important, I think the audience should understand Cybersecurity is a living entity. You know, we are continuing to addressing, we continue to, to monitor and, and to uh, progress our technology in order to ensure that our customers, the telecommunication companies are protected, but also many of the banking organizations, many of the manufacturing organizations, many of the governments that we serve with our technology. Thank you, Marisa. You know, these are three very important points. Of course, data protection is, is not in question. I mean, there is no argument against it and there can be no compromise on that. Uh, I like the point you uh, said uh, about the evolving nature of threat. I think many people and business leaders tend to think that once you have the right kind of security framework in place, uh, they can rest easy. But I think the harsh truth is that nobody can ever rest easy. And I think you said that uh, very well. I'm very intrigued about the metaverse piece that you mentioned as well, which also means that people can have multiple identities and the virtual extensions of really everything that we do in the physical world would mean that we have to be far more careful about uh, everything. I want to ask you, uh, Marisa, your personal view 
and vision on where this is headed do you think we will have to live in a constant state of fear of hacking or do you think there would be a situation that we can and the security system can be ahead of the uh, hacking do you think we we are ever going to be in that situation well one of the living in constant fear is probably not a very healthy state of mind. I think it being in a constant alert and ensuring that, as you said, business leaders uh, continue to evolve their strategies and continue to put cybersecurity, especially in this in this new world of, uh, of cloud and cloud native, even, even is more important. So I think it's business leaders in ourselves cannot rest in our laurels because we have done something but continue to evolve. And I, that's how we educate our senior executives and senior executives of many companies that, um, you know, living in, in fear is, is not a good thing, but living in a very healthy, you know, constant uh, monitoring that things are being protected and, and you are not being penetrated. You know, that is what is clear and that's what the investment should go into. We always said in IBM, it's not about whether you will get hacked, it's about when will you get hacked. So therefore, you know, protecting ourselves, that is what is really important uh, going forward for all business leaders and, and for all individuals too. I think it's, it's a safety and, and a healthy safety protection as opposed to a fear. I think it's also how you're going to get hacked because what you were referring to earlier is that there are newer and newer ways of uh, people getting into it. We are also living in the world of extreme connected devices, whether it's IoT in industrial uh, software uh, uh, management, where, you know, production lifecycle management is also on IoT platforms, of course, consumer, but then, and then you refer to also the access control, which is when you have uh, half your workforce, maybe in thousands sitting in remote locations, uh, you have to be far more careful about access control. I think what we can interpret is that you don't have to live in fear, but you don't have to be complacent either. You have to be alert and you have to know that you have to change constantly. And I think from your perspective, Marisa, what's the advice that you would give to business leaders if they have to stay alert, if they have to be ready to evolve? What kind of approach do you advise them? Yeah. So you know, in our strategy, we have what is the security architecture and we look at this by different layers. So it is about, you know, what we mentioned before, your identity, it is your data, it is your applications to be secure and built in a secure manner. It is the constant threat management protection. So whether you get a security operations center from a telco, which you know, many of the companies are offering today that service, or you get it from a private company such as like IBM, we also offer that service to our governments and to different organizations. Having these different layers, but with the advent of cloud, and even with the cloud native application that we just mentioned before, all based on OpenShift, Red Hat, OpenShift, built in that manner, uh, where applications can move from place where, you know, having that cloud security and that hybrid cloud security becomes important. So 
you know, it's just not only protecting your local IT infrastructure, but making sure that whoever is providing the cloud or the multiple providers of the cloud in this multi-cloud environment, there is also security and the companies can abide by, you know, the different rules and mechanisms that are to protect data and identity and so on. So I think the role of any executive in any company, any leader, it has been to constantly educate themselves on where threats may be come from and making sure that all of those level of penetration are protected. So especially in this, you know, IBM is really behind the multi-cloud environment. We believe in that customers will have many applications in many clouds. So finding the common ground in making sure that all of this is done in a secure orchestrated manner and in a secure manner becomes uh, paramount. And I cannot stress more the role of the telecommunication companies in this domain, where, again, they are providing services, all software-based, you know, their security needs to be much more into the architecture of those systems because they are sort of the first line of entry. In some cases, through the telcos, the hackers may get into other applications. So therefore, you know, they play a crucial role in this new domain when it comes to cybersecurity. Marisa, thank you so much uh, for sharing these thoughts. Uh, We could talk more, but uh, as always, uh, time is a constraint. But I think this conversation has been a learning for me, definitely, and I'm sure for many of our listeners about uh, how to approach this. Our dependence on communication is improving, increasing, enhancing, but so should our sense of alertness. And I think I'm going to take that away as, as a very key concept. Thank you for talking to us today. My pleasure. And to everybody who is listening in, thank you for joining us. I was in conversation with Maria Viveros. She's the Vice President, Global Telecom Industry at IBM. Thank you so much. And we'll be back with another edition and episode of Disruption Dialogues. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Disruption Dialogues. If you are a strategy or market intelligence professional, we invite you to join our community on LinkedIn, Hashtag Disruption Dialogues.